Welcome to A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry. And for Zach Bingham, make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it all happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon, easy drive, or checking them out at Wilson County Hyundai. Dot com, the Bone and Joint Institute. We were there yesterday. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, new with us this year. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Jack, um, it's been a down week, but uh, we are ready to move forward, right? I know, you know, we had uh, somebody say that this is the first time tuning back in. I feel like you had a little of a Tuesday blues yesterday, but you feel pretty good? You feel yeah, pretty good today? Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, it's going to take, it's, it's going to take us a couple days to really get over what happened. Maybe, maybe a week, maybe a month even for some people, but uh, you move on. The season's over for the Titans, but uh, that does not mean Titans talk stops. We now move in because remember the Super Bowl window is still open. You've got a core group of guys still in place that you can, if their play elevates next season, you can still wind up bringing the Lombardi trophy down Broadway. But um, yeah, it's the next step in, you know, the off season. This is probably the most important off season in franchise history for this team. Um, considering what they, what they've been able to do with Ryan Tannehill and Mike Rabel. Um, I know that Tannehill's shortcomings are weighing on everybody's mind, but you know, you got to look at it big picture. They still have a lot of guys that are capable of taking this team um, deep in the playoffs um, and, and, you know, possibly to a Super Bowl. But the, you, you have to have a killer offseason. Robinson and the Titans have, have been able to find veterans in, you know, uh, in the offseason, midseason, whatever it may be. But they've got to string together a good draft class. If you want to maybe extend the Super Bowl window past next year, you got to bring in some more young talent. You've, you've already got a good uh, – a good young core there. You just got to keep adding to it. And this is, you know, this is the off season. This is a make or break off season for this Titans team. Yeah. And I see Danny Whitson says down week after that catastrophic loss down is an understatement. Like I don't disagree <laughs> with that. It's, you know, you can use a lot of different adjectives, but you're right. It is a big off season because you're trying uh, to be able to put yourself in a situation to get back in a, uh, in a, in a spot where you can go compete with, uh, the best of the best in the AFC to try to get to the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl window is still open. Now, here's the thing that might hurt. There's a lot of names, Jack, who have been a part of the Titans core over the last three or four years who are not going to be here moving forward. And I think I, I kind of, as I went through social media on Sunday, I saw videos of Jarrell Casey, Brian Arakpo, Wesley Woodyard, those guys who were part of that core a few years ago who were back for the playoff game because Casey was a 12th Titan. And you saw the relate Derek Morgan was there too. You saw the relationship that those guys have together. And you think, man, at one point you would have been like, it's so weird to not watch the Titans defense without Jarrell Casey. But now we're talking about these seven notable Titans who are going to be moving all, are going to be moving on. Maybe not all of them are going to be moving on, but Jack, let's go ahead and list through it. And I've got, these seven notable Titans in two categories. One category has expiring contracts 
And the second category are guys who are on that salary cap bubble who could be cut for cap space. And we will talk individually about all seven of these guys. And there's a lot more uh, to the expiring contract. But the seven notable Titans who might have played their last game in Nashville for the Titans, the expiring contract guys, Harold Landry, center Ben Jones, linebackers Jayon Brown, and Rashawn Evans. All four of those guys over the last four years have been instrumental in the Titans building up to this point. Now, the three guys who might be salary cap casualties, left tackle Taylor Lewan, left guard Roger Saffold, and cornerback Jack Rabbit Jenkins. So we will go through all of these guys one by one, but those are seven names and Jack Rabbit's only been here for a year, but the other six names, but he's making big money. The other six names have been billboard guys. Like, like literally, you drive around Nashville and you see all of those guys on billboards promoting the team in commercials, in other promotional content for the roster. And so it's going to be a weird thing that a lot of these guys might be gone, but are there ways you can bring them back? So let's just go and look, and I'll, I'll even name these. There are other expiring contracts that I find interesting. The entire tight end group with Ferkser Swaim and Michael Pruitt off the big injury. Then you have Dane Cruikshank at safety. David Questenberry, who was the only offensive guy really to play all 16, all 17 games on the O-line. Nick Westbrook-Akine, Chester Rogers, and Marcus Johnson, your wide receiver depth, also uh, not under contract moving forward. So there's a lot of you know, fluctuation at the back end of the roster every year. But there are some notable names because they played so many guys due to injury that you might be, you know, without moving forward. So, Jack, first off, what are your thoughts about Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans? Well, uh, you know, and by the way, we we recorded a Tighten Up podcast last night where we talked about a couple of these um, if you guys, you know, need something to listen to throughout the day, maybe you want to get a little extra Titans fix in, go do that. We're uh, available on all platforms. A little plug there before I answer the question. Um, Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans. Yeah. They're as good of, they're as good as gone. Uh, they've been replaced. David Long has, you know, stepped into a role where I think the Titans defense and, you know, the Titans front office now trust him um, to, to be a, a starter for all 17 games next season. Same with Zach Cunningham. They went out midseason and made that move because they weren't happy with what they were getting out of Rashawn Evans. So uh, the writing's on the wall for him. And by the way, he was a healthy scratch for Saturday's playoff game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if they didn't have a use for him then, there's no way in hell they'll have a use for him next season. Uh, right. so, so those two guys have uh, a foot, maybe two feet out of the door right now. Isn't it weird? Because Jalen Brown was such a stud for, for a few years and then just immediately dropped off. And it, you know, and Jalen Brown was playing great football in 2020 before he dislocated his elbow, yeah. and then he was gone. Then you see David Long Jr. start to emerge, and then Jalen Brown really was the odd man out for most of this year. He spent some time on injured reserve too, but it's just strange because Jalen Brown was was at one point what David Long Jr. is right now. It, right, it was the guy who was knifing through the line to make plays in the backfield. There was a season where Jalen Brown had five sacks. You know, he's had interceptions. He's made plays, great plays in coverage, going sideline to sideline. Jalen Brown had a quick expiration date with this team, and it happened in a really weird fashion. Where Sean Evans was just a 
could never break through and be that yeah. consistent inside linebacker as a first-round pick in a very disappointing end to Rashawn Evans' career. Well, you're right, inactive against the, the Bengals in the playoff game. And the other game against Houston, he only played two snaps. And Jalen so Brown was a healthy scratch for the Houston game. Right. And so those two guys are definitely out of here, right? So now let's get to the other two guys that I mentioned at the top of the expired contracts. Harold Landry and Ben Jones. You've got an edge rusher who had a breakout season and is considered by ESPN.com the 12th best available free agent with an expiring contract in the entire NFL. And then you have ultimate glue guy, Ben Jones. One, because he's been having to be glued back together with his body. But also, Ben Jones and his impact on this team is something that's not tangible. We can't see it on the field. It's something that is so in in the weeds where you don't really, where I don't think anybody watching the show, Jack and I included, have an idea of the impact and the positive play that Ben Jones has in the locker room and on the offensive line. So, Jack, the situation is tight for the Tennessee Titans. Mike Janitti, who we'll hear from later on the show, joined Will Bowling and Ramon Foster yesterday on our friends over at The Zone. Mike Janitti from Spotrack, he mentioned the Titans need to be able to create about 20 to $25 million of cap space in the offseason, whether that's cutting veterans, uh, restructuring contracts, and also creating money for free agency and for the draft pool because you're going to have to spend about $5 million on your draft class this season. And we know John Robinson likes to operate with a little cushion on the back end of that too. So you got to find 20 to $25 million in cap space, meaning you can't just go re-sign everybody you want. So no. here's the first question we really want to get you guys because Danny says you need them both. Troy says you can't sign Landry. Rooney says Ben Jones is a must-have. Got to keep Ben somehow. Landry's going to get paid. I hope it's by the Titans, says Brandon. So need to keep Landry and Jones. Let's just ask this question for this exercise. Let's say you can only keep one. All right, Jack, you can only keep one. Who is it? Ben Jones or Harold Landry? If you can only keep one, is it Ben Jones or Harold Landry? But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways Renters Warehouse can benefit you and your family. Creating extra cash flow is one of them uh, by renting out your property. You also get long-term equity that can that can turn in to long-term wealth and retirement plan ready with what Renters Warehouse does for you. And you don't do any of the work. All it is is you getting the money from Renters Warehouse. They find the tenants, they price it, maintenance calls is on them, collecting the money is on them because I know how hard it is to collect money. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. Download the BetMGM app, guys. Use promo code A to Z Sports and you can cash in on a risk-free bet all the way up to $1,000. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. All you have to do, download the app, use promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. You'll receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000 where you can spend and, and, and place your wager anywhere you want across the sports world. The BetMGM app's easy to access and very easy to understand. So download that app. If you don't already have it, which you should, use promo code A to Z Sports and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000.
All right, we're here on this uh, Wednesday morning. So the question is, is I think it's a tough one, Jack, uh, because, you know, maybe you think it's easy. Maybe you think it's not. But which, if you can only keep one, who do you keep between Harold Landry and Ben Jones? So I'm trying to scroll to the very top of the, the where the answers are coming in. Uh, Chris Stress says Landry is a must. Uh, but we'll talk about Lawan and Jenkins later on. And trading Tannehill from George. If you trade Tannehill, you can save like $29 million on the cap. But again, you got to find somebody who wants to accept that. And then what are you getting back? What, like, how can you upgrade from Tannehill via trade? And that's a lot easier said than done. G Man says Harold Landry. Uh, Gene says Landry. Titans and Truth says Landry. Pay that man. Clayton Landry, Stephen Landry, Landry. A lot of Landry's coming in. Uh, a lot more Landry's. Then I thought Landry by a mile says stress. Derek says Harold Landry. Got to keep both honestly from John. I think everybody agrees that you want to keep both, but that's not the game we're playing here, John. If you can only keep one, is it Landry or Ben Jones? Jack, I'll hand you the floor. There are some Ben Jones answers in here, by the way. I just didn't get to them. I understand the hidden value and and really the unknown value that, that, you know, not only guys like us, but fans will will struggle to understand exactly what it is that Ben Jones provides. Um, besides from consistent play, um, really no mistakes outside of the one bad snap that, that the exchange that Tannehill and Jones had this year. But this question is silly. How could it not be Harold Landry? I mean, wh- how far re- we're just one year removed from the Titans having a, a, a you know a, a horrific defense that only recorded 19 sacks throughout the regular season in 2020. This say, this this defense, is revamped defense, with Harold Landry, led the team with 12 sacks, mm-hmm. had nine sacks in a playoff game. Nine sacks in one game compared to 19 just two years ago. We can't – how soon do we forget just how miserable it is to not have a pass rush? And when you're dealing with quarterbacks like Mahomes, like Allen, like Lamar Jackson, like Joe Burrow, like Justin Herbert, uh, you know, in a, in a host of new guys that I'm sure we'll filter in this year – You've got to have a pass rush to to just disrupt those guys. They can't be sitting back there with clean pockets. They'll tear you up. You don't have a shot. We can't forget just how bad this pass rush was two years ago. Now you finally have homegrown talent. You draft Harold Landry. Best season of it. Look, a contract year. Nobody had a better contract year in the NFL than Harold Landry. That man is about to get paid. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys who had great years in contracts, but yes, Harold Landry but had Landry a fantastic one. Is that you know he's in the top tier of those guys? So you can't let a guy that you've you've managed to find through the draft process just walk out the door because he gets a little too expensive. This pass rush without Harold Landry, I mean, you're gonna who rely on who? Rashad Weaver, who's coming off a season-ending injury that was a fourth-round draft pick in the first place. It's 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 tough for me to really understand how this defense would work without Harold Landry on the edge. Bud Dupree, we all know his injury issues. I mean, he, he struggled to stay on the field, and he came off an ACL injury of his own last year. Yeah, You've got to keep your talent at edge rusher. So, Letting Harold Landry walk would be a, a mortal sin. So let's, let's talk about the situation, because I, I do think if you're simply saying, you know, one or the other, they're not the same. Ben Jones will be significantly cheaper than Harold Landry, right? Harold Landry might get close to – He's going to get like 18 to $20 million a year on average if you do re-sign Harold Landry. And I did see Sean uh, Rasul on Facebook asked, uh, you know, why can't you sign one and franchise tag the other? 
let's remember what the franchise tag is because look, it's the off season. We haven't talked about this off season stuff, you know, since last off season. So there is some time. If you franchise tag a player, then that player's franchise tag, 100% of it counts towards this season's salary cap. If you sign a player to a long extension, then you can maneuver that contract setup and put a lot of the cap hit later on when the salary cap is going to continue to climb with the TV contracts that are that are increasing. So D saying franchise tag. If you want to franchise tag Harold Landry, it's going to cost you 18 million bucks right now. You if you want to sign Harold Landry, like like uh, Bud Dupree, for example, got a five-year, $82.5 million contract. He only counted like five mil uh, towards the cap this year because of how the contract was structured because the signing bonus goes in his pocket now, but the signing bonus is spread out on the cap hit throughout. So Landry will be over twice as expensive as Ben Jones. What do the Titans have behind Ben Jones, Jack? Uh, nobody, Zip. really. I mean, nobody. they tried Jamil Douglas. That didn't work out. Nobody. They don't have back there. anybody. They don't trust Corey Levin to make him a full-time member of the roster. Aaron Brewer and Daniel Munyer were uh, backup centers when they in training camp, and they consistently had bad snaps, right? Aaron Brewer can't consistently shotgun snap to Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry. Yeah. And so Stefan says, Brewer is a center. Have you watched Aaron Brewer play center? You don't want Aaron Brewer at center because too many times he's been incapable of the first job snapping the quarterback. The so, rare time where Ben Jones missed a snap, Brewer came in and snapped it over Derrick Henry in the King Cat formation. That yes, is, yes, which is a bad play call by Arthur Smith in that situation with yeah. the backup center in there. So who do the Titans have behind Harold Landry? And where had the Titans allocated a lot of money, the edge position? Because, look, Bud Dupree is just going to keep getting better because now he's going to be over a year off of his of his ACL. And so I, you've already allocated a lot of money with, uh, with Danico Autry. Jeffrey Simmons is going to get $20-plus million a year when he's up uh, after his fifth-year option in a couple of years. And so with Harold Landry, you had the benefit of who you drafted this past year. And he looked really good before he broke his leg. And unfortunately, he broke his leg. But Rashad Weaver, right? Can Rashad Weaver have a Christian Fulton-type second season? Because Rashad Weaver looked like a badass throughout training camp and early on before breaking his leg. And he broke his leg early enough to come back and uh, you know on time and to have an impact next year. So here's my point of why I say if you can only keep one, you keep Ben Jones because he's cheaper. You don't have anything behind him and you already drafted and used your free agent signings in in this past off season to make yourself not be crushed. If you lose Harold Landry, they didn't do that at the offensive line and Dylan Radins. And we'll talk about Lawan too, because there might be some other movement up front with either tackle or both tackles. Your guards are kind of up in the air too. I, I think Ben Jones will be. I put this in my email. Hold on to see how old he would be. Thirty-three um, next year. Actually, I didn't. He, so he will be thirty-three, which is not super old as an offensive lineman. But again, and Mo, not young either. 
Moj says, Austin, you be talking out of your ass, I swear. No, <laughs> I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to tell you guys the specific situations. And that is, uh, is the fact that if, um, if you have to only sign one, I, I really feel like it's going to be tough to afford Harold Landry. And, and Ben Jones is that much cheaper. It, it's just you talk about which position is more valuable, which position, you know, can can add wins to your record. I, don't get me wrong. Having a center and having rapport with a quarterback is very important. The, the bad organi- organizations across the NFL, uh, that they probably don't have really a smart center who can identify defensive line shifts, all, all that stuff. Um, but And I know that Ben Jones is a seasoned veteran who's, had nothing but success with Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. But, I mean, he, he, he's an aging center. You can find a center in the draft. The Chiefs did it in Creed Humphrey. When's the last time the Titans found an offensive lineman in the draft who had, a, who had an immediate impact day one? Well, Taylor Lewan would probably be the – or Conklin would be the last guys. Which yeah, what year was that? A while ago. Yeah, a while ago. Because even Nate Davis took a month to get up to speed. And they had Jamil Douglas' bum ass in there getting ten, getting Mario to sack. But, but at the end of the day, edge rushers win you games in the in the NFL. As does offensive line. Look, yes, that, that's the interesting thing. Offensive line is a unit. But, I mean, to have a premier edge rusher, teams have to game plan around that. Look at the teams that are, that are, that are making noise in the playoffs. I mean, the Rams have Aaron Donald. The Bengals have Trey Hendrickson, who had 14 sacks this year. And, and, and you know, I, there's just a bunch of edge rushers that really kind but, of but elevate, Jack, elevate defenses across. But Jack, the you've got Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, and Bud Dupree. Austin, you, it, you've it, already got over $100 million in a first-round draft pick in those three guys. If you have a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, though, you need a strong defense. You need a top-10 defense. And letting one of the, the premier pass rushers in the NFL walk then you're putting way too much pressure on Ryan Tannehill. He's not the type of guy to carry a team to, you know, to the AFC Championship game, a Super Bowl. He has to have that defense. In order to have a top 10 defense, you've got to put pressure on the quarterback. That's what Harold Landry does. Look, look, uh, look, Harold Landry's awesome. I and, and and full disclosure, again, I really do think that the you know, priority one is Harold Landry back. Priority two is Ben Jones back. But again, the situation is not that simple. The Titans are in a tight situation with the cap, and Vin Marino and John Robinson will have to get creative with what they do, and we'll talk about this. But uh, I, I do think it's very important for the Tennessee Titans to be able to not have their offensive line flip completely in one offseason because you do have stability on defense, and Harold Landry being back would be extra added stability. But when you're talking about the, the, the exercise we're playing here is – if you can only have one, I think losing ben, ben Jones is a bigger detriment to your offensive line than losing Harold Landry. Harold Landry has said many times, I mean, it's hard to drag him off the field even for just a I snap. know. The durability yeah. and, and just the consistency you get out of him. And, and by the way, he's only played four seasons in this league. I mean, I, I get that he had a you know the best year of his career last year, but who's to say that's the ceiling for Harold Landry? That that could easily just be a jumping off point. That that could get his career going. You know, a twelve sack season. Well, so I, I again, I love Harold Landry, and I knew I would be unpopular this morning. But again, the situations are. And, and look, uh, somebody just said, uh, "Beast Ben could take a hometown discount." Look, nobody's taking hometown discounts. No, why would you do that, Beast? I don't know where you work. I don't know what line you're in. But it, would you take a pay cut 
and a lower salary uh, if your best work friend was uh, they, they couldn't keep him. Are you going to take that money? But we, we, we can't compare NFL to, to you but know. My, no, job. my point is nobody wants to take money out of their own pocket, regardless no. of what you do. But Ben Jones has made $35 million over the course of his career, and he is set up pretty nicely. Yeah, he but could again, be in a position to do that, but at the same time, the center is not exactly an expensive position. He doesn't have to take a pay cut. Right. That's my point. The center's not expensive, which me and Harold Landry will be over twice as expensive as Ben Jones. So again, I'm taking all this into account. I'm not acting like the, the money is equal. And Beast comes back and says players do that all the time. Players do not do that all the time. Players do not take hometown discounts. Let's also remember this. What a what is a restructure? A restructure is not a pay cut. A restructure is actually more guaranteed money. And so James says, Byard already said he would, didn't he? No, 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 no. Kevin Byard said he would restructure his deal. What does that mean? That means you take you take more of your salary and turning it into signing bonus. When you take salary into signing bonus, players get the signing bonus in their pocket now. So Kevin Byard and Roger Saffold and all these guys saying they would absolutely take a, a, a restructure, that means, sure, do I want $4 million extra right now? Absolutely, I'll do that for the team. So saying a restructure is super team friendly and the players taking and making a sacrifice for it is wrong. It's meaning that they will get more guaranteed money right now in their pocket and the team can restructure the, their cap hit later on. And push it back, exactly, and kind of yes. delay the inevitable yes. you know, salary cap overload, which... You know, hopefully, doesn't hit until after the Titans Super Bowl window is closed. I mean, it opens John up Robinson cap space, like but puts more money in the player's pocket. John Robinson does not like to push off cap space to the back and then get because the roosters they always the roosters always come home to roost or the chickens come home whatever the saying whatever the saying is you yeah. you get my point it, it's going to come eventually and just backloading it doesn't prevent it it just delays it. Right, but again, you're delaying it to the salary cap during a COVID year that went down and barely went up to where it's going to balloon like the $20, $25 million a, a, a year moving forward because of how the TV contracts are going. Ben's got me. Chickens come home to roost. Thanks, Ben. I don't know where my brain was at. Yeah, it's where – I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I, sometimes I think about that, that all the time. Uh Blairs is awesome. Come on, dude. Every year in the NFL, there are all kinds of players restructuring to help them team. Like you guys, Blake's just not listening. Like again, restructuring is not is not a is not a hometown discount. A hometown discount that Beast brought up is taking a significant pay cut, not restructuring the deal. That's restructuring the deal. Restructuring a deal means Amy Adams Strunk sends a check to the player. Now that's what restructuring means money in pocket and reallocating how it fits in the salary cap so and it's the same amount of money kyle says thank you it's still the same amount of money for a restructure nobody's taking hometown discounts okay so uh so that's that's our first main question now let's get to this one jack we've got three titans veterans and we're going to go through all three of them do you keep them or do you cut them and we've got the difference of money you can save by keeping or cutting, um, keeping or cutting these three players. But before 
I tell you these three guys, including Lawan, who you guys probably already know. Let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Over 200 locations across the state of Tennessee. I saw somebody yesterday ask us if Farm Bureau Health Plans is just the Nashville area. Not at all. It's from the, the most western tip of the state to the most eastern tip of the state. 200-plus locations. And you can also hit them up online at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Zach's going through the process right now. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're single, if you don't have benefits through your company right now, or you're just trying to supplement your other coverage right now, Farm Bureau Health Plans gives you a a viable option for health coverage that's not necessarily the the .govs or the healthcare of the marketplace. So check them out, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. A lot of times they'll give you a lower deductible for a lower rate. So just check them out, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z with Farm Bureau Health Plans. BetMGM, guys, download this app if you haven't already. New users, this is this is for you. Download the app, use promo code A to Z Sports, that's A-T-O-Z Sports, and you'll receive a risk-free bet all the way up to $1,000. 1,000 smackaroonies. As long as you download that app, put in that promo code A to Z Sports, You'll have $1,000 to play with. It's Monopoly money until it's not. Just, you know, <laughs> whether you want to bet it on the Preds, the Grizzlies, whatever. Maybe you like neither team. Maybe you maybe you like cricket or tennis. The Australian Open's going on. You can bet it however you want, but make sure you get that money by downloading the app using that promo code A to Z Sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. All right. I just, I hope over the next several months we can all get on the same page for some of these off-season conversations. I know we haven't talked about it in a while, but I hope we can all understand the difference in signing bonus, salary cap hit, uh, you know, restructuring, and all of how that works. But again, we'll um, we'll get to we'll we'll get to uh, all that. It is a process. You can't just all under like I still don't understand so many things about it. But uh, anyway, and oh, Beast Lee says he's Lee Hobbs on Facebook. His Facebook account's in jail, so he comes over to YouTube. That's that's okay. So just make sure that, you know, if you subscribe, hey, while you're at it, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our page and also hit that bell so you get notifications whenever we go live and whenever we post content. Okay. Freely so hubs. three players the Titans could cut to save money this offseason. Let's start with Roger Saffold. Do you keep or cut Roger Saffold? Do you keep or cut Roger Saffold. Jack, I'll let you start. You know, Austin, I was watching Ozark. I was watching the new season of Ozark last night. Okay. Wendy Bird said to Omar Navarro, remember, Omar Navarro is the, the head of the Navarro cartel, one of the biggest cartels in Mexico. Wendy Bird told Omar, she said, if you want to win, you have to be willing to make a sacrifice. You can't, you can't, the Titans can't bring back all 53 guys from last season. There's going to be a All guy 91 or 91. Yeah. They, you know, they've Jack, used do, Jack, how many guys. players, how many players start the season in training camp? <laughs> 90. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but, but anyways, to, to my point, there's going to be a guy that, that, that goes this off season that maybe you guys don't want to see leave, but Roger Saffold just breaking down, you know, his value and, and, and everything. We know that he's 34 years old. He's been a solid left guard for the Titans since he's been here. This season, it felt like he it just felt like he went down with an injury once, sometimes twice a game. His age started to show for the first time this season. And you know, when, when you're in the business of creating as much cap space as you need, 
we're, we're the Titans are trying to get to that $25 million spot, right? They're, I think they're one, a little over $1 million um, uh, under the cap. Um, so, so they've got some work to do. They're going to have to clear out some money. Yep. Roger Saffold's cap hit next year is almost $13 million. 12.87. If you cut him, you only have to pay $2.3 million in dead money. Uh, that's going to count against the cap. You, you know, he's going to get paid what he's going to get paid, but that 2.3 is counted against the cap. So what that means is you're, you're saving around $10.5 million. Now, I, I think that Saffold's a guy you could afford to let go. I think you could let him go because, you know, there's questions at right tackle, isn't there, with Questenberry. What are the Titans going to do in the offseason at right tackle? Are they going to draft a guy? Uh, I mean, we've, we all know how that kind of goes when the Titans try and draft an offensive lineman. And then at left tackle, you have Taylor Lewant. So do, it, it's going to come down between Lewant and Saffold. And for me, you don't want to enter an offseason where you have a quarterback who's already, you, you know, who needs a lot of help in order to get, you know, the simple things done sometimes in Ryan Tannehill. Um, so you can't head into this offseason and attempt to replace both of your tackles. And remember, this is a GM and coaching staff, whatever it is, that has really struggled to find these types of guys especially yeah. lately. So I wonder how much Dylan Radins against San Francisco playing pretty well made you feel right. Because that like Dylan Radins needs to play. He, Dylan Radins has to start at a tackle spot next year. Yeah. And it's going to be right tackle mostly. And both and David Questenberry is no longer under contract. And I think we all kind of know what David Questenberry's ceiling is. So if you cut Roger Saffold, are you trying to also move on from Lawan at the same time? Because how can you replace these guys? And Roger Saffold is still a beast when he is playing. And, you know, he had those injuries. And I, I heard Saffold say on 3HL whenever he would go on the zone throughout the season that the injury that he had is something that just takes the offseason to recover. But he was able to play through it until he couldn't play through it. And so Roger Saffold... I, I think you keep right. I think you try really? your best to keep Roger Saffold. So, you know, and that's fair. Roger Saffold, you know, a very, he's a stalwart for this Titans offensive yeah. line run left. And the hats are printed guys. You know, I'm sure some of you may own one, but it's hard to kind of overhaul your entire offensive line. If you want to get rid of Saffold and you want to get rid of Luan and you already have a right tackle spot that's open. I mean, the chiefs did it this past off season. They had to replace four starters on their offensive line. They found Creed Humphrey in the draft and then a late round steal and Trey Smith. Trey Smith's in, in, in the back end of the draft do not grow on trees. No, and uh, that and that's that's frustrating because every every Titans fan knows about Trey Smith from Jackson, Tennessee, played at UT, and you know how good he was. And the Titans drafted Brady Breeze in the sixth round and you know, a few picks ahead of Trey Smith. And so if you again, you can't do this, but if you go back and say, well, you got Trey Smith in the sixth round. That allows you to move on from Roger Saffold. Drafting Dylan Radins in the second round allows you to move on from one of your tackle spots, but you can't move on from both of them in the same time. So we'll get to Lawan here in a second. Uh, I do know this, that a lot of people have brought this up. A few people have brought it up. Kendall Lamb. Kendall Lamb is as good as gone. So the Titans can save $3.3 million by cutting Kendall Lamb. So just expect that to happen. So now, you know, now let's get to Jack Rabbit, who I think is the second, is the, is the easiest. 
Let's get to Jackrabbit. Let's yeah. get to old Jack. So Jackrabbit will be 34 years old next season, as will Saffold. Saffold and Jackrabbit will both be 34. Jackrabbit's cap hit is $10.2 million. His dead money is 3.2. So you can save a clean $7 million if you cut Jackrabbit. Now, the unfortunate thing is Jackrabbit, you'd be paying him almost a million dollars more than Saffold if you cut both of them which is just ridiculous because Saffold deserves Jackrabbit's dead cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jackrabbit saving saving $7 million and plus 3.3 from Kendall Lamb, now you've got 10 of that 20 to 25 that you're looking for. So those are the two easiest moves. And Jackrabbit, I said this back when his contract came out, it was a one-year deal unless he played amazing. He didn't play amazing. He had some good games. He had some bad moments, but he's he's cuttable. And at 34 years old, you're saving $7 million from cutting Jackrabbit. Austin, what does the barber say? I don't know. What does he say? He, he must say a lot to you with that hair you got going on. He's, he says, next, next, Jack Jackrabbit Jenkins is as good as gone. The Titans have Caleb Farley, who, yeah, he went down to the torn ACL, and he had injury issues heading into this season. Um, so, so you really have to believe in, in what Farley can bring to this defense next season. But Jackrabbit Jenkins at the end of the day, is, he's just too expensive. Yep. I mean, and by the way, dropping that interception um, in plus territory against the Bengals is not helping his cause right now with me. So it, it's pretty simple. You're going to put that $7 million in your pocket. Hopefully go find someone else. You saw enough out of Elijah Molden this season to, to kind of be confident. Buster Screen was even a good midseason addition. So, yeah. so they, they, they've done some things. They've been able to find, you know, corner, cornerbacks who aren't great, but are, you know, who are solid. You no, don't you, have, to have look, an elite corner out there when you have no, Fulton on the other side. And I think that's the thing is uh, Buster Screen, I believe, is also a one-year signing. So you, you might have to bring him back, but he's going to be a lot cheaper. So I think you look and you, the b- ideal situation is Fulton and Farley are your two outside guys. You have Elijah Molden and Chris Jackson and maybe Buster Screen to be your – you know, your depth. And I think that's solid, pretty solid depth with experience. You know, you probably need another outside corner. And you, I'm, look, I think you should draft a corner every year, at least one of them. So you're going to have to draft another one too to see what happens. And Mark says that he doesn't trust, trust Caleb Farley. Injuries seem to hover over him and he can't yeah. tackle. Caleb Farley was in a weird spot because Caleb Farley went like 18 months without playing, uh, playing in the game. And so, you know, hopefully he comes back and it's now it's going to be, a lot longer of him having injury situations, but you drafted him in the first round because he's an unbelievable talent and athlete at corner. And kind of like I said with Rashad Weaver is that you've got Rashad Weaver and Farley who are red shirt rookies who can come back and maybe have a big year too, just like Christian Fulton did this past year, right? That you've got to be able to rely on that. Yeah, it's the cornerback position is very important too. When you we talked about the, how important the edge rusher position is, just with the quarterbacks you're going to have to face, you have to have a solid. You know, and, and the Titans went young and fast. You know, getting rid of Malcolm Butler, getting rid of uh, Logan Ryan, Jonathan Joseph. Those were old and slow dudes. Titans have kind of turned the page. It's a new era. They're going younger and faster, more athletic with Molden. Farley and Fulton and you, you kind of have to trust your evaluations trust what you did in the draft uh you know and Farley it may take a little while because like Fulton hey, these were different circumstances Fulton you know came into a COVID year where it was a virtual offseason a ton of you know obstacles and hurdles and kind of delayed you know his ability to kind of acclimate to the NFL and you know rise to that level as a a, a full-time starter yeah. now it may take some time for Farley as well but 
Janoris Jenkins, uh, Janoris, whatever you want to call him, Jackrabbit Jenkins, he's as good as gone. This really, it, it, this, this would be the most shocking move in a handful of years for the Titans if they decided to go ahead and pay Janoris Jenkins um, next season. So yeah, go ahead and put that he's, money in your pocket. He's done. All right, so now let's get to Taylor Lewan. Do you want to cut or keep Taylor Lewan? So this is going to be an interesting conversation Ooh. because here are here are the uh, and I've got a video from Mike Janidia Spotrack who was on the zone yesterday morning that I want to play. So here are the numbers on the one <clears throat> that he is a $14.6 million cap hit with a dead cap of only 1.7, meaning you can save $12.9 million by cutting Taylor Lewan. <clears throat> now, if you cut Taylor Lewan, then you're going to have to replace probably both tackles. And so I want to play this video from Mike Janitti who was on the zone yesterday with Will Bowling and Ramon Foster. And it, I think there's an interesting part of this is the timing of this. So here's Mike Giannetti on the zone. Do you feel like that is somebody that makes sense for the Titans to move on from, given that 20 to $25 million number you mentioned they're going to have to generate? The good news with him is, is his dead cap is only in this year. There's no dead cap next year, which means you can wait. There, there's no difference in doing it tomorrow versus June 15th. Mm. So I think you see what happens with this draft. I do believe that they're going to be identifying a tackle early in this draft. That To me, that's a pressing need with the situation you're talking about here. And then you can move on from Luan if you have to. Now, that's not good for the player. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Generally, players like to get released right away, be able to find their next team. And maybe that's what happens. Maybe they understand exactly what their plan is going to be, and they feel comfortable moving on from him March 16th. But they do have some flexibility with him. And, may, and by the way, maybe he's tradable. Maybe there's a, a late-round pick to bring him off with fairly reasonable salaries to get moved off. So it, I think there's options with him, but he is certainly at the top of the bubble list for me. Wow. So, that, I mean, that was interesting, right? Because a lot of people are saying, keep Lawan, keep Lawan, cut Lawan. Um, and so, again, like, it's, it's tough because – you know, I brought up four guys that you can cut. Lawan, Saffold, uh, Jack Rabbit, and Kendall Lamb. If you cut all three of them, then you save $33 million, which gives you uh, the opportunity to re-sign Landry and Ben Jones and some of these other depth spots and then have your, your draft class, right? But you're putting a lot of pressure on your depth and your draft if you cut Lawan and Saffold. And Lamb. You're mm-hmm. cutting three offensive linemen, plus that's not even counting Questenberry, who would be gone there too. So you're putting yourself in a tough spot. But I think what Mike Genity said that's beneficial here is you have flexibility with time. So do you shop Lawan for a trade first to see how that goes? You allow the, the meat of free agency pass. You see what you have in the draft and – I know people are going to be excited about this, but you're probably going to need to draft a quarterback fairly high, or I'm sorry, a left tackle fairly high yet again. Yeah. Um, so the the thing for me is the Titans need a big improvement out of their offense next season, right? It was the offense that yet again held them back in the postseason. So you want to tear it all down. You want to get rid of Saffold. You want to get rid of, you already have a right tackle spot that, Dylan Radin's an unproven guy is going to be stepping into next year, most likely. And now you're going to get rid of the best offensive lineman you've had over the last five, six years in Taylor Lawan. It doesn't make sense to me to just do a complete overhaul of the offensive line and to, and to save all of this money. But what, you know, what are, what are you going to do with all of that money? You're not going to go get a Julio Jones. He's already costing enough 
Um, you know, you've got Bud Dupree. There's no, there's not going to be a huge offseason splash addition, in my opinion. I think it'll be steady ads, solid guys like a wide receiver three, a tight end. Um, maybe, maybe find some rotational guys on the defensive side of the ball, but to get rid of Saffold and Lawan, just destroy the whole left side of the line. That makes no sense to me. And it's, Ben it's, Jones, and Ben Jones is on our contract. That made the Chiefs made it work, but you know why the Chiefs made it work? Because they have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. The Titans, yeah, they have Derrick Henry, but I mean, what good is having Derrick Henry when you know the left side of your defense or your offensive line is getting trampled every possession, and you still have question marks at right tackle? That just doesn't seem like a way to you know help the offense take the next step, the step they have to take if they want to win a Super Bowl. You've got to keep a want. I I. I said keep Lawan. I said keep Saffold. Can you afford to keep them both? And I don't think so. And so, you which one do you rather keep, Lawan or Saffold? Is it I'll easier keep- to replace a guard or easier to replace a tackle? Well, it's easier to replace a guard. Uh, you know, right. to have to have a, a rookie coming in protecting Tannehill's blindside in a, a re- really make or break season in terms of you know the, the Super Bowl window is, is getting awfully close to being shut. Right, there, there's yeah. a year, maybe two left, and you want to you want to now have Raidens, who's essentially going to be, uh, you know, a rookie next season, although well, yeah, he played in a couple games this year. But Ronnie said Raidens can play left tackle. Well, Ronnie, if Raidens is playing left tackle, who's playing right tackle? It, it's yeah, you don't want to have to replace both. That's the thing. Replacing one, replacing a right tackle, is much easier than replacing a left tackle, and it's much easier than replacing both tackles. So you don't want to find yourself in that situation with Tannehill. You know, and he needs protection in order to do well. Let's not forget the first half of this season. Tannehill was under duress for a, a, a lot of the time. I mean, five sacks from Chandler Jones week one. You've got to have an offensive line. Keep Tannehill upright. Let him have the time to do what he needs to do in that pocket. So Dwayne brings this up. He says the Titans played better when Lawan was out. Let's let's look at this again because Dwayne's not completely wrong. Played better is, I don't know about that. The Titans won when Lawan was out this year. Right, <clears throat> he didn't play against Seattle. They won that game. Uh, he left early against Buffalo with that scary concussion. They won that game. He did not play against the Chiefs the next week because of the said concussion. They won that game. Uh, he did not play against the Rams on Sunday night because Bobby Hart started. They won that game, but the defense helped him do that. And Lawan didn't play on San Francisco Thursday night football, and they won that game. So. Look at it. I mean, what was that? Four or five wins? Yeah, they were finding ways to win all season without. But their- again, let, let's see about this. Two years ago, when Lawan tore his ACL, they were five and zero with Lawan at left tackle. After Lawan tears his ACL, they were six and six, including the playoffs. So, did they play better with Lawan this year, or without Lawan this year, or did they just win a, win games? They they figured out how to win games, but again. The Seattle game is the one shootout, and Seattle's defense was terrible this year. And you had Ty Sambrio, who retired afterwards. And Sambrio was a lot better than Bobby Hart and Kendall Lamb. And so against San Francisco, you had to really help out with Dylan Radins and <clears throat> on the left side. Bobby Hart was terrible against the Rams, but your defense oh, did enough early on Bobby to basically Hart. gift you 14 points. Yeah. I don't think Lawan's here to stay for a long time. I believe next year will be his last year as a Titan, but I do think he survives the offseason. I know this is the spoke track guy, you know, saying he's at the top of his bubble list. Well, as he should be, he's making a ton of money and he plays a, you know, a very valuable position. You can, you can trade him, maybe find a, I don't know, his, I don't know what his trade value is in terms of draft picks, but maybe you can get something out of it. But at the same time, 
I'm not comfortable heading into this offseason. You have the 26th pick in the draft. A lot of that top-tier talent is going to be gone by then. So to find a left tackle who can start immediately, and we need a, the Titans are going to need a Super Bowl-caliber left tackle, they're not going to be able to find that this year in the draft, at least not in the, in the player's rookie season. Roll with Lawan, Keep that left side as, as intact as you can. If Saffold goes, goes, he goes. You'll find you a left guard. Right, left so tackles are much harder to replace. I have a new question, um, and I'm gonna. Ask, it's about the offensive line. I'm going to ask that new question here in a second, but first let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, make sure you know who to go to, you know who to trust. The folks at the Bone & Joint Institute, Jack and I were there yesterday. We talked to Dave, right. uh, the lead physical therapy uh, trainer after the show also saw uh, my knee doctor, Dr. Scott Arthur, talking for a few minutes afterwards about the Titans into the season. Dave said he was at the game. So great guys oh, and, and folks over there at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. Download the BetMGM app, the king of sportsbooks. It's so easy to navigate, so easy to understand for you guys who haven't already dive, or dove into the, the gambling scene. Use, use promo code when you sign up, A to Z Sports. A-T-O-Z Sports, when you sign up, we'll get you a risk-free bet up to $1,000, and you can bet that however you'd like. They've got same-game parlays. They've got live wagers. They, you know, they, they, they cover all sports. If, if you want to bet on cricket in India, you can do it on BetMGM. You, you, whatever you want, they've got it. Download the BetMGM app. Make sure you use that promo code A to Z Sports. You cash in on that risk-free bet up to $1,000. All right, so here's my new question, Jack. Pick two to keep. Lawan Saffold or Ben Jones? <clears throat> pick two to keep. Okay, this is different than the pick one to keep earlier in the show. Yeah, this is pick two because my thought is if you're going to – Ben Jones has an expiring contract, right? If you cut Lawan, you save 12 plus. If you cut Saffold, you save 10 plus. So that allows – cutting one of those guys allows you to bring back Ben Jones and have – Ben Jones isn't going to cost all that. Ben Jones made $7 million this past year. He'll probably make five next year right so by cutting one of these o-linemen you can bring back ben jones for for me it's cut saffold saffold's 34 years old he 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 was down every single game this year it felt like he would go down at some point he's got a shoulder he's he's got all kinds of stuff going on with him his age finally showed and you know what i think it's if you had to move on from one of those guys and remember you still have this your goal is to win a super bowl you can find a, a left guard that's you know Maybe it's a free agent, a veteran free agent that's getting cut for cap purposes. You you want to bring him in, and let, let's not forget, by the way, that the Tennessee Titans are now uh, you know a, a destination team for free agents in the NFL for veterans because uh, they can win they can win a Super Bowl. These guys don't. I, I don't think play. they're a destination team. They're, they're I not, think it's, not, it's not L.A. I mean, it's no, not. LA, but, but it's but not a destination team, but it is an attractive landing spot for, for veterans because this team is capable of winning a Super Bowl, and they don't. You know, at the end of the you know, towards the back end of the, these veterans' career, they don't want to go play for a loser like the Houston Texans or the Jaguars. The Titans will be able to find a left guard, I believe, in free agency, if not in the draft. You can plug him in and get away with it. You can't get away with much by replacing Lawan and Ben Jones. Ben Jones, while while I do you know still think that Harold Landry is the more valuable of the two between him and Ben Jones. Yeah, he is. Having having a veteran center is very important as well. Harold Landry is absolutely more valuable than Ben Jones because Harold Landry will get twice or over twice as much money as Ben Jones. That's that's clear. But for the Titans. Can they afford to do that? And that was the whole point about the first segment. Uh, so a lot of people are saying Lawan and Jones, Ben and Lawan, Saffold and Jones, Lawan and Jones. I think Lawan and Jones Luan is and the Jones. most uh, popular combo. 
Then I see a Jones and Saffold. I see a Lawan and Jones again. I did see somebody say Lawan and Saffold. Uh, and Dadson saying Brewer is ready to start. I didn't see anything from Aaron Brewer this year. They showed me that he's ready to start full season. There's Keelan saying Lawan and Saffold and letting Ben Jones go. Steel okay. Titan says, I don't think you have to bring back Ben Jones. You don't have to. I think it would be a smart thing to do uh, if you did. Now, somebody did ask, uh, uh, Butchie says, just tune in. Where does Raidens go? And that's, we've, we've touched on this as well, Butchie, that if David Questenberry and Ben Jones have expiring contracts on the offensive line, you have three offensive linemen who you could cut to, to save money. That's Lawan, Saffold, and Kendall Lamb. Kendall Lamb's an obvious cut. Now, if you, I don't think you can afford to cut both Saffold and Lawan, but you, you would expect Dylan Radins to be penciled in as a starter at right tackle yeah. if you keep Lawan. And what Mike Dunady said that we played earlier from the zone is that you don't have to, there's no difference in cutting Lawan now than in mid June. And so Lawan's flexibility in his contract allows you to have the chance to see what the draft does, how the draft plays out before you have to make a decision on him, or you can trade him in March and make that work as well. But I think Raiden's is going to have to start at tackle uh, on one side or the other, but it would be really tough to have to replace three or four offensive linemen uh, in one off season, which there's a chance they could have to do that. The offensive line is is why this team has had success. It's why Derrick Henry was able to rush for 2,000 yards last year. It's why Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard were, were able to step in and find success nearly immediately this season. You can't completely overhaul that group. You can't get rid of both Saffold and Lawan and destroy the left side of your offensive line when your right side isn't even that good. And, you know, with Nate Davis and whoever the hell you want to put at right tackle, even if it's Dylan Radins, he hasn't proven anything. So, so why why are we trying to just completely you know burn the left side of the offensive line when it's kind of all you got right now ben jones is an aging center you've got a right side of the offensive line that's proven that it's not exactly dependable nate davis missed some time with a concussion this year but you know he kind of took a step back this season so keep as much as you can on that left side but if you got a part with one of those dudes it's got to be roger staffold for me yeah yeah, okay i don't i don't disagree i think ben jones and lawan are more needed. And I think, look, Aaron Brewer has shown that he can create value as a depth interior piece that can play either left or right guard. And, you know, if you need him in a pinch, he can play center. But I think that's what Aaron Brewer needs to be. Aaron Brewer is undersized and is simply not strong enough to be able to be an anchor on the offensive line full time. He's a really, really good swing interior guy that you have to have. And so I think Aaron Brewer has a role on this team. I just don't think it needs to be a full-time starter. I think Questenberry can have a role on this team. I'm not saying Questenberry is out of uh, the, the conversation to be brought back and he would be cheap. It's just, can you have David Questenberry as your starting right tackle and have Dylan Radins as your starting left tackle the whole season? I think that's getting your quarterback yeah. in some dangerous spots. Yeah. And it's not like Questenberry had a bad season this year. Questenberry did a fine job stepping in. I mean, it he was it available. It wasn't perfect, but he was yeah the best ability is availability, and he was that. Uh, you can do a whole lot better than Questenberry, but yeah, I mean, if he's a swing tackle for this team, you know, plays the Dennis Kelly role. Uh, if a guy goes down, he can hop in there. That's fine, but you can do a whole lot better on that right side. And it, 
you have to give Raiden's a shot eventually, a second round draft pick. In the last two drafts, John Robinson hasn't seen hardly any success. Yeah, so it's uh, time to see what they have in Dylan Raiden. Steven says Brewer is Questenberry. Like, yeah, I mean, they're kind of the same type of player that if you need him to, <clears throat> to be an extended starter, they can do it, but you're going to have to help them out. So uh, that's how I feel about that overall. <clears throat> a to Z Sports here live on, <clears throat> excuse me, this Wednesday morning. Jack, do you have anything else to add Titans related? I think we're going to go ahead and skip the Sean Payton conversation because we're almost at an hour already. And I don't think people care as much about Sean Payton in the audience. But uh, anything else to add from our seven notable Titans who might have already played their last game? Uh, not we we touched on a lot of those guys. Uh, you know, there's one contract you have to absolutely get done in this offseason, an expiring contract, and that's Nick Westbrook Akine. We all know uh-huh. we all know that. I will say this: I think Dane Cruikshank might have earned himself a one year deal. He's going to be sought after though. The, 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 he's the Titans aren't going to be his only suitor this offseason, in my opinion. So I, I don't know. He's not. It's not like he's going to break the bank or anything. But no, but Dane he's going to have other things come calling. As your third safety, I thought Dane Cruikshank played really well this yeah, year, yeah. and and he took a major step that we haven't seen him take in his first couple of years. And so that's that's an interesting role player that I'm very curious to see uh, as a fifth round pick. He I, was I, healthy this season. Uh, imagine you know, and just he's been hurt for for the majority of his career here. So see him have a good season when he's healthy. It kind of shows you what you have in Kirkshake. Hopefully nobody else took notice. Yeah, big athletic guy who can run and cover tight ends, and, and he can play a bunch of special teams, I think. Now, you look at Dane Kirkshank and NWI, and you think, yeah, those are guys that you can draft over. And you just, like, those players are four-year guys. They play out their initial contract, and you move on from them. They're totally replaceable in your mind. But I, I do think – um I, I do. Uh, I do think Nick Westbrook's probably gone. Uh, I think Dave Krukshank has a lot better opportunity to come back. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was, I, I'm kind of on the other side of that. I think Vrabel really, you know, NWI's Vrabel's guy. They, like, I, I they like him a lot. I just I, don't and, know. In all of Titans media, and this is a thing, they've been wrong about NWI every single offseason. So I think they bring him back again. But what do I uh, know? All right, Jack, let's go ahead and get to our throw-in shade segment. I know you're pretty pumped up about yes. shade. So uh, make sure you guys, while you're here, go ahead and, and if, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel while you're watching here because we do Titans content a lot. The offseason is going to be very exciting of what the conversation is going to be. So go ahead and make, you, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn that bell on so you get all the notifications for when we go live. We go live, you know, at minimum 10 times a week, guys. So uh, it's going to be a very fun offseason so far with what we've got going on and Buck Rising with A to Z primetime as well. So it's time to throw shade. We will throw shade. Jack's ready for a shade, but real quick, I'm going to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com in Lebanon. It's a great place to get your new car and definitely make them a part of your car buying process. Again, WilsonCountyHyundai.com or go see him in Lebanon. Payne Bone and his team out there do a great job. Again, it's not downtown prices, right? They will work with you. They'll help you out. If you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, then they'll work with you on the financing side of things. I know A to Z viewers in the past have have gone with uh, Wilson County Hyundai for their new ride. So check them out. Payne Bone and his team do a great job in Lebanon at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. BetMGM also does a great job because their selection is unmatched and the navigation of the app is so easy to understand. 
Download that app if you don't have it already. The BetMGM app. Use promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up for new users. Use that code A to Z Sports and you'll receive a risk-free bet all the way up to $1,000. $1,000 risk-free. You lose it, no big deal. You keep your initial deposit. Use that promo code A to Z Sports to take advantage of this offer. When you download the BetMGM app, if you don't have it, download it as soon as this show ends, plug in that promo code, and let's start making money. We throw shade to wrap up every Wednesday show. Jack, I will let you begin with your shade. All right. I'm throwing shade at probably the most hypocritical group of people this world that, that walk the planet earth. Oh. And that, and that is the voters for the pro baseball hall of fame. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens spent 10 years on the ballot. Didn't get in because you know what? They, they definitely juiced, but they were unlikable more so than anything else. These guys who you can't talk about baseball without mentioning these two names, seven MVPs for Barry Bonds, seven Cy Youngs for Roger Clemens, 10 years on the ballot. They don't get in. You need 75% of the vote. They were unable to achieve that all 10 years on the ballot. But David Ortiz, who tested positive for steroids in 2003, but is a very likable guy. We all love some big poppy. He gets in on the first ballot. How do how do Barry Bonds and Roger Roger Clemens still not get in after 10 years? And, you know, they can get in through kind of a, a back door. There's a, a writer's association or something that can vote them in over the winter meetings. But 10 years on the ballot, neither of those guys get in. That's mind-boggling to me. Barry Bonds, 762 home runs. Not a Hall of Famer? I don't care if he used steroids. Half the game was using steroids at that time. Maybe more than that. It's just, you know, Barry Bonds was under a spotlight because he was hitting bombs every time. You know that Barry Bonds is the only player in baseball history to be intentionally walked with the bases loaded? That's how feared he is. <laughs> he was he was that feared in baseball, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. The, the MLB voters are stuck in the past, and that's why baseball is, is struggling with its viewership. Because it's all these old timers and, you know, they like it the old way. It's time to forget about that. We've got to acknowledge that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't give a damn if they use steroids. What they did, even if you use steroids, is unimaginable. Nobody else has ever done it what they, what they were able to do. Put them in the Hall of Fame. It's a disgrace that it took 10 years and they're still not in. I'm pissed about that. Ah, look, Jack, you got facts from Christian. Facts, Jack, from Ronnie. Uh, let's see, more. Uh, facts from Grant. You got you got triple facts here. It's Timothy, this MLB. Let, mm, I'm, I just don't, I just hate the group of the Hall of Fame voters. They need to completely do away with that. Find a new group. It, it's pathetic to me. How do you put David Ortiz in on the first ballot and Roger Clemens and yeah. Barry Bonds don't get in after ten years? Yeah, I think it's definitely hypo- hypocritical. Mark says baseball is an old man's sport and he's damn near forty. It is, and that's and that's a problem. And Exactly. And Brent says the problem is the people you have voting for the MLB Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like that group of people is like the most miserable group of people that work in sports that I think I've seen. Yeah. Um, and so I, look, I, I'm I'm with you. I think it's ridiculous um, because it doesn't make any sense. And Luke says David Ortiz won three World Series and was one. Uh, of them was uh, solely by himself. He Barry said. Bonds had 762 home runs. I don't give a damn. Put him in the Hall of Fame. He's a, he's the record for for home runs in baseball. He was must watch TV. Changed the game of baseball. Yo, now yeah. We're, now we're living in an era where it's it's home run or walk or ground out strikeout. I mean, it's it's really home run or strikeout nowadays. And I do like the way the game's headed, the direction it's headed in. But to not have those guys in the Hall of Fame is just an utter disgrace. 
Uh, yeah. Bon, uh, Garrett says Bonds would have made it if he didn't keep lying about the steroids. That's Who the cares if he lying. lied about steroids? He had 762 home runs. I don't care if he lied about steroids. Yeah. I mean, it's the fact it's like, I, I understand if you don't put Barry Bonds and Rogers Clemens in, if you don't put anybody who tested positive for steroids in, but the fact that Ortiz big poppy goes in there. Um, and, and Jonathan says, Jack, you should have given up on the voters. Great when point, Griffey wasn't a unanimous. You know how yeah. rare it is to, to have a unanimous hall of famer. I mean, Mario, I don't think even, no, did. there've been zero. Yeah. So, so, why is that the case? How how do we not get unanimous decisions on guys like King Griffey and Mariano Rivera? I don't oh the, the group of voters for the, the pro when does when does Derek losers. Jeter when does Derek Jeter go on the ballot or is he already in? Uh, I don't I don't think he's he's I don't think he's definitely. Uh, I want to say I'm gonna look this, this is up. this is A Rod's first year on the ballot, so I think he's still got some time. All I can't type all of fame and Doug is already is Jeter already in? I don't believe Jeter's in, but I could be wrong. Yeah, he what he he went in this past year. He did okay. Was was he uh, unanimous? I don't think anybody's been unanimous. Zach Zach Goodman says Jeter was. I don't think Rivera was unanimous. I I, I don't. I think the one guy voted against Rivera. I think it was one dude who just wants unanimous to make the name Hall of Fame MLB. Let's see. Jeter missed by one. Says Christian Fuller. Jeter missed by one. God, what an ass. What a dick! It's, like, and a, it's that, that whole group of people think the same way, and it's like they're such losers, such losers. It, 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 it embarrasses the game. I mean, we even have to talk about baseball on the show. They're not a baseball team in Nashville yet. There isn't yet Nashville Stars. Hopefully soon. But to even have to bring that up today, I I saw this yesterday, and I was I was so heated. I knew I was so glad today was throwing shade because those those voters deserve it all. Yeah, uh, Jeff's getting mad because we haven't read his read his shade yet. Jeff, you have to have shade that's worthy of reading. Uh, you, like you can't just go off on some random ass tangent that nobody cares about. Um, yes, I am a baseball guy, a big Braves fan. I, I, don't, I don't care about Major League Baseball one iota. Uh, there's a lot of shade today on the Titans offense. And again, all right, Jeff. Shade on Bud Elliott for saying without the transfer portal, Joe Burrow would be the AFC Championship game. Like Jeff, nobody cares about your Ohio State shade. Like that's that's why we're not reading it that often. Uh, so a lot of shade on Ryan Tannehill and uh, Dadson throwing shade on Titans fans who give rivals bulletin board material uh, with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, shade on Mike Vrabel in the offense. G Man says shade on inflation hurting a lot of elderly and fixed income families. Unreal. Sean, shade on Tannehill and his ability to end a playoff run by throwing interceptions to end the game. Two years in a row on Tannehill. Uh, so my shade, Jack, and you felt this with me. We're at the mainstay. And the mainstay is an awesome place. It is. We've been there for four straight years. But my shade is on the Bengals fans who are sitting directly in front of us at the mainstay. Oh, yeah. And the way they celebrated – as Zach and I were playing or doing the post game show, and Jack Gentry was trying to block people out like he's Dennis Rodman. I was playing bouncer. Jack was playing bouncer because this table, a couple of tables of Bengals fans, like Bengals fans, didn't understand that Zach and I are media and not just like 
diehard Titans fans. They were trying to rub it in our face. While we're I was the only one with Titans gear on. I had a Titans hat. Y'all didn't have any Titans gear on. No, we're wearing our A to Z sports st- stuff. And like one guy kept putting his who day like napkin over our camera. And we're like, well, he put it over the tripod. There was no, like, I, I, like, dude, like there's nothing there. Like, well, I don't know what you, what you're doing. But and so they were and Jeff says were they all girls or big fat drunk guys? They were both. It was it was a mix, yeah. Both, but they were just obnoxious as hell. And like, if if they were to listen, and they did listen to our pregame, halftime, and postgame show, they're there the whole time. But they were just so annoying and trying. Like Jack, Jack was literally. I thought Jack was going to get like run over for trying to be bouncer and trying to protect our equipment table. But Jack did a good job. So props to Jack for being a good bouncer. But shade on those asshole Bengal fans who celebrated yeah. and tried to disrupt our postgame show when they were just being screaming in into our faces, trying to come around the table and, and get in, in my camera angle. So shade on those people. And, you know, we were there for the whole game before the, an hour and a half before it started and about an hour and a half after it ended. And at no point – did any of us really, you know, talk back to them? No. They were like, oh, well, well, you know, the Titans are going to win, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just like, yeah, man. Like, there was, I, I will say, there was one after. guy, there was one guy who was like really engaged in the conversation that, that Zach and I were having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ernie. And so, but that guy, that, that guy, I removed him from the shade. Yeah. Everybody else he was with, screw them. Ernie's screw safe. Them. Everybody else sucked. They did suck. Yeah, they and I don't see. even know. I didn't even know the Bengals had fans until the, they probably this season. I think they just spawned out of nowhere from from the depths of hell or something. Being a Bengals fan, but yes. yeah, those guys they they had an accident. That you you know how you can tell like a fan base that just hasn't been there before. They haven't had a moment like that and just don't know how to act. That was kind of the way Cincinnati Bengals fans were at the mainstay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, great Wednesday show. I do want to say as we head out of here. Uh, congrats to Harold Landry, who's going to the Pro Bowl, as he was one of the top alternates for the Pro Bowl. So Harold Landry, named to the Pro Bowl. It just happened a few minutes ago as a replacement. So credit to him, well-deserved. Uh, as I'm guessing, uh, you know, I think Trey Hendrickson was an AFC edge rusher. So I'm not sure who the, uh, you know, maybe I can find it real quick before we bounce out of here, of, of who he's replacing in the Pro Bowl, because I did just see the Titans tweet that out a little bit ago. So I'm going to click on the link. Real quick to see who Harold Landry is replacing. You'd have to imagine uh, it's Hendrickson, who I don't even it know. Is, uh, he's able. replacing Joey Bosa okay. of the Chargers. Uh, so injury replacement from Joey Bosa, who's unable to go for uh, an injury. So I didn't even realize that Joey Bosa made the, made no, the Pro Bowl. But anyway, Bosa, but, they, they struggle with staying on the field. They do. They do. When they're on it, they're incredible. But yeah. They're not on All right. it. Great show today, guys. Appreciate everybody watching on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitch. If you're on YouTube right now, uh, check us out and subscribe. Wayne, thank you for bringing this back up because I meant to answer your question earlier. What all can I find the podcast on? So we have two podcast feeds for audio only. We have our live show feed that's called A to Z Sports Nashville. So on Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, SoundCloud, A to Z Sports Nashville is where the live shows go. And then we have our A to Z Sports Podcast Network where we have our weekly original podcast. Like Jack is on the Tighten Up podcast that comes out every Wednesday morning. It's out right now. We also have the Big Orange podcast uh, that comes out every Monday. Buck Rising has a 615 Sessions podcast. We have an On the Preds podcast that comes out on Sundays. So you can check that out. Uh, The A to Z Sports Podcast Network 
And then the live feed is A to Z Sports Nashville, wherever you get your podcast. So thanks again, Wayne, uh, for bringing that back up. I meant to mention that earlier as well. So, all right. Ryan says we also skipped his shades. My bad. There's a lot of comments. My we'll bad. get you next week, Ryan. We'll get you next week, Ryan. We'll, we do it every Wednesday, hopefully. I'll make a, a mental note to read Ryan Field's shade next Wednesday. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Uh, yeah, there you go, Nate. There's old Nate. Hey, thank you, Nate. I appreciate your kind. Nate, you've missed a lot, man. <laughs> you missed a lot, but I, I'm just... off season though. We're gonna have some good guests lined yes, up. Yes, you and Austin have to do a great job. That's uh, on my afternoon to do list. So we will see you guys later on. Have a good one. Appreciate it.